Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast is brought to you by King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry, Bavarian Grill, and Yield Butcher Shop. King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry, a longtime retail and repair shop for, you guessed it, clocks and jewelry. Everything from grandfather clocks to mantle clocks, wall clocks. Hey, if you just need to get the battery in your watch replaced, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry has you covered. Not only that, they are also a gold and silver exchange. So if you have any gold coins, silver coins that you're looking to trade in for cash on the spot, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry has you covered there as well. They are located at 1201 North Central Expressway. Having served Plano for over 30 years, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Justin Thomas, sports editor for our Denton County Papers, as well as Brian Murphy, sports editor for Frisco, Little Elm, and Salina. And gentlemen, we're here to talk some more year in review. So um, last week, we uh, we began recapping the athletics years for, um, for all of our markets. We're going to go through the rest of the month, um, every Monday, recapping a few, of the, uh, a few of our markets, one by one, just kind of recapping the year that was in a uh, high school sports. Last week we touched on Plano, Mesquite, and Rowlett, so if you haven't had a chance to, uh, please check that podcast out. And this week we're going to actually try to hammer out four markets. Somehow we're going to try to cram that into one podcast. We're going to talk about Carrollton, The Colony, Lake Cities, and Little Elm. So um, let's get right to it then. Let's start with the uh, the one market of those four that hoisted a state championship in 2017-18, that being out in Carrollton. Justin, very familiar with this market. I'm um, just kind of yep. bored you. I mean, might as well start there with the uh, with Hebron and the volleyball team and what they were yep. able to do just kind of yeah just wherever you want to take this recap the year that was in Carrollton athletics oh yeah the Lady Hawks did it again third straight uh, state title in volleyball this season um, I was you know going through trying to look at some kind of records mm-hmm. some of them were kind of hung but some of the yearbooks from the state tournament have some good info and the best I could say they're only the second team ever to uh, win three state titles in a row at the largest classification yeah. in volleyball so Another uh, great year for Hebron Volleyball, and, you know, they just dominated again. Last year, didn't lose a set in the whole playoff run. This year, they only lose one set. It's in the very first round against Denton Geyer. Don't lose a set after that. Wow. You know, they're <laughs> going up against teams that, you know, have finished ahead of them in, mm-hmm. in district or were, you know, typically ranked ahead of them for some reason in the, in the state rankings mm-hmm. and stuff. But none of that mattered. They just rolled everybody again. It's, um, so... I mean, you've covered this team during all three of these title mm-hmm. runs. Do you um, was there a sense, kind of throughout the season, that they would be capable of of replicating what they had done the two previous years, or was there any element of surprise when they were like, "Oh wow, they're doing this once again"? <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was yeah. too surprised. You know, um, I give head coach Karen Keeney yeah. a little bit of a tough shake over there because he can be a little bit of a sandbagger at times. <laughs> but uh, every, you know, every preseason story is, oh, how are we going to replace this? Oh, we can't do this. And uh, But, you know, they always do. And they always get back she, to the She playoffs. has a great job yeah. of just <laughs> managing expectations externally. With but, but, yeah, they lost some, you know, some key players. Mm-hmm. But whenever you have a player like Adana Rollins and yeah. some of the other players that they had coming back around here, yeah, I'm, I'm, I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah. So. I remember Hebron played at the Cole Center right after Prosper did when, the, when I was coming. Yeah, and I think you saying there was 
the best team you've ever seen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like even before the game started, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is a high school volleyball team. They're all so yeah. tall and you know so fundamentally sound." Even just in warmups, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. And then I watched like the first set and a half, and Rollins was by far the best player I saw all year. Yeah. Well, they always seem to rebuild. They always seem to be playing, you know, their best at the end of the season. You know, they're not afraid to work on some things and run some different rotations out, especially in the playoffs. You know, they'll switch up their lineup just like that just to get something going. So. Uh, not too surprised there, but another great season mm-hmm. for Hebron Volleyball. And another pretty good all-around athletic year for Hebron. You know, yeah. they're sitting in the top 20 of the Lone Star Cup standings again, um, which four teams from that district are in the top 20 right now. When you That's look at crazy. Carroll, Hebron, wow. Marcus, and Flower Mound. Um, but, you know, they got silver medal at the Girls' State Cross Country Meet. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs in five of eight sports, um, volleyball, football, boys basketball, girls soccer, and softball, and then um, also Jenny Park closed out the year with mm-hmm. a bronze medal at the Girls Golf Day Tournament, so not only team success, but some individuals mm-hmm. that had strong seasons uh, for Hebron this season. Beyond the volleyball team and all they were able to accomplish, was um, were there any of the other programs that made the playoffs that kind of jumped out and had particularly strong years? Well, I mean, it's just so tough. This was, I really enjoyed covering this Hebron football team. They were a fun team yeah. to watch. They, uh, since I've been here, I would say this is the, maybe the strongest team they've had, but you know, they're in a district with two teams that made the fourth round, so they finished third, and that set them up with the eventual state champion in the first round. So just you know, tough competition, mm-hmm. tough draw, but I, I still think that was a really good Hebron football team. The boys' basketball team won the district again for the second straight year. Unfortunately, they were upset for the second straight year. And then the, mm-hmm. um, the softball team had a very good season, and that's kind of a good sign going forward because they have almost their whole team back, so that's going to be a real strong softball team next year as well. And then I saw Hebron play basketball against Little Elm in non-district play, and they had Bridges with yeah, his name. Yeah, He was yeah, one of the best yeah. athletes I yeah. saw all year, too. He's yeah. going to He's Oklahoma an Oklahoma football. wide receiver yeah. in football, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was by far the most athletic player on the court. Yeah. And that's and on the same floor as R.J. Hampton. Yeah, and I've been told that if he you know, wasn't so focused on football that he could get a basketball scholarship yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty much anywhere he wanted. Sticking with football, obviously. yeah. I mean, he's one of the he's one of the top receivers in the in the state, so it's yeah. uh, been a very wise career choice on that front. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Hebron does its thing in Louisville ISD as consistent as it comes within that district. Um, but you also cover Carrollton Farmers Branch yeah. ISD. When you look back at this year for uh, CFB, just kind of anything yeah. that, uh, anything that jumps out there. I think what has to jump out initially is um, some of their individual success, and they had two athletes at Creekview that wrapped up very uh, productive high school mm-hmm. careers. Uh, in girls swimming, Jennifer Rosler, and in boys golf, Kyle Cox, uh, each made the state meet and tournament respectively, and for each of them, that's four years in a row making it. So Kyle Cox made the 5A boys state mm-hmm. tournament all four years. He was at Creekview, and Jennifer Rosler made the state tournament or state meet and swimming all four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just missed out. She got fourth behind uh, an athlete that we'll talk about later that was on the podium but um so good individual seasons and unfortunately in the team sports it didn't work out too well for the uh, cfb Mm -hmm. schools um only turner boys soccer they're the only team that made the playoffs they did get a win beating uh frisco reedy and get into the area round but that was the only um team in the in the eight team sports that was the only one that got out to the playoffs from cfb so tough tough all-around year for them one name that just sprung to mind for um, for Creekview, they had a high jumper, Gabriel yeah, Willis, and yeah. he made it to state as That's well. Right, he yeah. uh, he got he won the district meet. Actually, no, he finished second at the district meet, won the area meet, finished second at regionals. Right. 
I think he was maybe sixth at state or something. Something, like yeah, that. something along that range. Um, I also went through and just checked because, I mean, there's no fry. I mean, we've mentioned it time and time again. They were in a really tough district, <laughs> you know, a very top-heavy district um, with Prosper, a little on um, McKinney North, etc. So, um, a lot of the biggest games of the year for you know for CFBISD yeah. came against each other. Yeah, you know, and I true. went through and just tabulated the head-to-head records just to see who the unofficial Ooh. city champion was. Can I venture, I guess. Sure, go for it. So I'm going to go with Newman Smith. Good job, brother. <laughs> Newman Smith had a 19 and 11 record against Turner and Creekview this year. Um, second place in that uh, in the unofficial city championship rankings was Creekview, and then uh, R.L. Turner mm-hmm. bringing up the rear. So, um, shout out to the Trojans on a strong year as well. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to add before we move on to uh, to Little Elmer? No, just it's gonna be interesting to see how these teams transition mm-hmm. in the new <coughs> districts, as we kind of talked about in those yeah. previous podcasts. So. so then, let's take a look at another uh, another market that was very 14 5A centric. Brian, you were around those Little Elm Lobos all season. Just um, what uh, when you kind of reflect on 2017-18 on Little Elm, what jumps out at you? I mean, football, they didn't make the playoffs. You know, they, they started the year off hot, 3-0 for the first time in over a decade, mm-hmm. and then they fall short. Late in the year, they lose to Lake Dallas, they lose to McKinney North. So you kind of got to look at Lobos football. Still a great year, finished 7-3, and and still don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they make the playoffs in five of the eight team sports. Allie Zeem in tennis made it to state for the second straight year. She's going to be a senior next year, so so maybe a third straight trip to state there. Who knows? Um, girls volleyball back on the map thanks mm-hmm. to Carrington Jones and head coach Amber Hughes. Um, she came from Duncanville in the offseason. Uh, they finished 8-6. and six. They gave Reedy everything they had in that first-round playoff series. Um, so Lobos volleyball looks like they're headed in the right direction. Um, look here, girls soccer, they lose. Their head coach this week, Jimmy Langford. Stay tuned for that story as well. He's headed to Wakeland. Um, but, you know, Lobo soccer, their best players were all sophomores and juniors, so they, they look like they're on the come up. They made the playoffs for the second straight year. Mm. And then boys basketball. <laughs> oh, man, boys basketball is fun at Little Elm as long as R.J. Hampton is there. And it looks like he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he, he wouldn't uh, come back for his junior year. Um, 5A, Class 5A Player of the Year in the state of Texas. Um, number two uh, ranked player uh, in the sophomore class in the class mm-hmm. of 2020. In the state as well, or in the country, I should say, number two on uh, ESPN's rankings. He's he just got an offer from Duke a few weeks ago. So, boys basketball is is ha- was the highlight mm-hmm. easily of this past year and should be for uh, next year and mm-hmm. maybe the years to come as well. I got to see that boys basketball team against an eventual Class Six A state champion Allen during uh, during Allen's uh, winter winter tournament. And I mean, it was my first look at R.J. Hampton and just I mean, when you factor in Allen had, I mean, their defense as it would show throughout the play. Playoffs was just lights out all year, and mm-hmm. I think Hampton still scored like 34 points against them. That was the thing. Every time RJ took the floor, he was getting double teamed. Mm-hmm. He was the focal point of every team, you know, every district game, every non district game, every playoff game, and he was still getting like the most quiet 30 points you've mm-hmm. ever seen. It was like at halftime, he had at 18. And it's like, how how did he do that? <laughs> he was, it just it was just so smooth for him. And he do, he does everything on the court. He was he was uh, I forgot who coined him this, but Mister Triple Double because yeah. he, he was getting you know ten assists, almost ten rebounds a game. Yeah. So didn't they lose that game off a buzzer beater? Oh, against Allen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their um their six man Corey Jones had a putback at the oh, buzzer. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was something heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The lone basketball is fun. <laughs> and he had a pretty good shotgun rider as well with, uh, with JV and Williams. See, that's a big loss. Yeah. And you look at him, he's about listed at 5'7 on some rosters. Or really, you get close to him, he's about 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, tops. Man, but that guy can light it up. Man, he's one of the best shooters, if not the best shooter I saw all year. Uh, I believe against the Colony, he had 11 threes in, the, in one of the games against the Jeez. Colony. 
Yeah, so he was a good sidekick um, for RJ Hampton, uh, all district um, competitor. So, but we'll see how they they can replace that void next year. Mm -hmm. Any other, um, whether it's teams or individual athletes, anybody else jump off the page at Little Elm for you during 2017-18? Well. I got to give a shout out to Kim Oliphant and girls basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, they lost their entire starting lineup, almost an entire new roster in general on the girls basketball team. You know, they had a rough stretch. They didn't make the playoffs, but I think they'll be headed in the right direction next year. Possibly, uh, hopefully, a playoff berth in, in the new district next year. All right, so we've got uh, we got two more markets on the docket. We're still going to talk about Lake Cities and the Colony, and we will pick that up after a word from this sponsor. Today's Student Athlete Spotlight is brought to you by Bavarian Grill, authentic Bavarian food and beer garden. Listed by the Zagat Survey as the highest rated German restaurant in Texas for 12 years in a row. 12 years! That's three presidential terms. Uh, you can enjoy traditional and authentic spring favorites now. Everything from appetizers like slow roasted ham hock and potato pancakes to entrees like bratwurst or breaded schnitzel. Uh, bring your whole family for lunch and dinner. They are open Tuesday through Saturday located off Parker and Highway 75 in Plano, Bavarian Grill. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And we continue our year in review, a recap of the high school athletics years that were for all 14 of our markets. And um, we're going to continue now with a look at Lake Cities. And a market that I got to cover quite a bit this year with um, with the Lake Dallas Falcons and the job that they did. I think this year for Lake Dallas was kind of a big like redemption year almost across the board. Like 2016-17, there's no sugarcoating it. Like that was a really tough year. And um, in their first uh, in their first swim through 14-5A, they made the playoffs in just one of the eight you know major bracket sports. Mm -hmm. It was volleyball. So it was the very first one that had a postseason, and then they were a lot of fifth place finishes and just kind of falling just uh, just shy the rest of the way. But they especially uh, coming off their big football year too. I know, yeah, they made the the state semis or whatnot. Yeah, so it was. Um, but they, uh, you know, they returned to form. You know, in quite a few sports this year. Um, you know, they made the playoffs in five of the uh, of the eight bracket sports. They made the playoffs in volleyball okay. and in football, uh, girls basketball, boys soccer, uh, baseball, and um, that's all right. okay. That's five. And um, and they were in a within earshot of a of a district title in you know a couple of those yeah. sports. I mean, they were playing, you know, because of the way that the district schedule was aligned, they played Prosper that last week. So that game in, um, in football was, you mm -hmm. know, Lake Dallas could have, you know, won the... Uh it could have won the district title in that in, uh, in that final game, and then you know ditto for um, you know for the baseball team. I mean, so they had a um, I mean uh, just, a, just a bounce back year almost across the board. I mean, the two teams that really kind of jump off the page was um, a, the boys soccer team. I mean, the boys soccer team had hands down its best year ever. I mean, they just snapped program records all across the board. Um, in 2018, they set program records for district wins, goals scored, shutouts. Uh, they had their first ever tournament win, and then um, obviously the big one was they had their first ever playoff win when they beat Frisco Lone Star three to one in the by district round, and they were within a hairline of getting um, you know of going three rounds deep. Except they uh, you know a late a late rally by Lovejoy in the area round um, you know sent the uh, sent the Falcons packing. But um, you know the boys soccer team by any estimation had its best year in program history. Uh, the football team was just fun to watch all year as they uh, as they bounced back. That team had a uh, had a penchant for winning some really close games, um, whether it was like we mentioned against you know Little Elm or the Colony. I mean, they uh, they really thrived in close quarters, and obviously that's going to be a you know a fun team to cover. Um, the are one, they, 
Were they involved in like the Homer call or something? That was I was just about to get to that. So the one game that really jumps out when you look Sorry, at uh, steal your thunder there. No, look at the uh, the regular season was Week Two against Frisco Centennial, and this was one that I was again like there. Were, I mean, it's it's a non district game. There's yeah. not really much you know in the way of expectations going into that one, but it um yes like it had this you know this ridiculous <laughs> this ridiculous finish that gained some uh, you know some yeah. area wide acclaim as was prominently featured on the uh, Homer call of the week uh, segment of uh, Bad Radio on the ticket. Yeah. And, um, you were at that game, right? At Frisco Memorial? Yes, yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my game story. Basically, I mean, it was a very back-and-forth game, and then, you know, they, were, uh, they traded the lead a couple times in the fourth quarter, and then just all chaos broke loose when, um, you know, Lake Dallas scores a touchdown. They've got a chance to, uh, you know, to tie the game on a two-point conversion. They don't get it. Uh, but then they recovered the ensuing onside kick. And this is like I think inside the final minute, so they've obviously got a got a yeah. chance at the win. They um, they're able to get down into field goal range after executing a hook and ladder play, which was I mean, yeah. not it was nuts. Yeah, you could hear people in the press box like I guess the yeah. <laughs> that, that Lake Dallas radio crew was folks just going berserk. Because I mean you never see that executed at the high school level as um you know too too often. But yeah, Lake Dallas is able to get into field goal range, so they bring out the um, you know the field goal unit, and it's now they've you know clocked the ball. It's inside. You know, I think it's like five seconds yeah. or something like that. So enough to get off a kick and then you know send this thing home. So they line up for the field goal and there was a false start and there was um, some some kind of confusion as to what that meant. Um, some folks on Centennial thought that there was supposed to be a runoff and that they won the game. Yeah. So Centennial kind of starts yeah. uh, this kind of not necessarily storm the field, but Centennial players start walking on the field yeah. like in victory and whatnot and celebrating. Um, except that's not a that's not how it works. You don't get a runoff on a false start. So they just simply back Lake Dallas up five yards and then um, Marcial Apaez um, drills a uh, it was like a 32, 36 yard or something in that range uh, to win the game. 37-36, and um, just a just a really uh, just a, a thrilling game on yeah. uh, on all accounts, and uh, yeah, I mean a tough one for the uh, you know for the Titans in the moment, but a game that really did kind of set the course for a uh, you know for a real a real strong return to prominence for um you know for Lake Dallas. Um, yeah, it was a. I think I, at the end of the year when I did my you know top five games that I covered, I think I had that number two. I want to say it was just a yeah, just a thrilling, thrilling game to watch. Um, some of these standout athletes for um you know for Lake Dallas this year, they had all district superlatives won by Mason Meeks, who was the pitcher of the year in 14-5A baseball. Uh, Blake Henson got co MVP on the boys soccer team. Caleb Irving got co got co goalkeeper uh, also for boys soccer. Uh, Ryan Depperschmidt was the co offensive MVP in football. Zalem co-defensive MVP in football and Kylie Smith, co-offensive utility player of the year in football. 14-5A had a tough time naming outright yeah. <laughs> winners in the superlatives, hence all of those co- <laughs> Those co awards, but um, you know, hey, still a uh, yeah. I say uh, pound for pound, you know, I'm gonna write a uh, you know a column later this week for the Lake City Sun about it. But um, yeah, just a uh, a nice redemption year for um for Lake Dallas. Depperschmidt uh, made um, the superlatives for baseball, also, right? Did he? Was he always he like he, the offensive I know player he was of the year? At least first team All District. He might have been offensive player of the year. Wouldn't shock me. I think. I will. It, uh, like Ryan Depperschmidt couldn't couldn't do much wrong yeah, in 2017-18. I know he wasn't the outright MVP because that was the colony yeah. was Jordan Oliveira. Yeah. Let's see. He actually was. Yeah, he was named Offensive Player of the Year in that district. So uh, double A, uh, double accolades for Ryan Depperschmidt, who will be obviously returning in both of those sports next year to lead the Falcons. Um, so yeah, that's a look at Lake Dallas in the year that was in 2017-18. Justin, let's round this out with a uh, another 14-5A program, uh, the Colony. Yep, and another good uh, all-around athletic year for mm. the Colony, like like Lake Dallas. Um, kind of. 
depends on how you want to look at it, kind of judging last year versus this year. You know, they didn't have, they didn't win a football playoff game. Mm. They obviously didn't win a state championship like they did, but they did have all eight teams make the playoffs in the in the bracketed wow. team sports. So that's I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, it's pretty. I impressive. mean, you expect like, like we've always talked a ton about Prosser doing that, but I didn't know how to completely. So was one yeah. sport where they just kind of just had a down year? Or? If the down the down, they might have had down years, but they still got to the playoffs. Mm. So, um, but yeah, all eight team sports. Um, and then not only just getting to the playoffs, they found some success. You know, the volleyball team hadn't won a playoff game since 2010. Mm-hmm. They got that done, upsetting uh, Liberty in the first round, even though they were technically the higher seed. But I think everybody would still kind of say that was a little bit of an upset mm-hmm. there. And then uh, the baseball team, as we were just mentioning, Jordan Oliveira, they had never won a playoff series, and they uh, took down Lone Star in three games in the by district round mm-hmm. to get their first win ever. And then the girls' basketball uh, team, Kind of just short of the regional tournament, they lost a real heartbreaker to uh, Liberty in the regional quarterfinals, but still another really uh, solid year for the Colonies girls mm-hmm. basketball team, too. Felt like that, uh, yeah, you mentioned that girls basketball team. It felt like that was a, um, I mean, because they lost, I mean, one yeah. of the best players in the state the year before. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I remember when we were, you know, previewing the playoffs for the um, on the podcast way back then, it was like, let's not sleep on the colony. Yeah. They've still got, no. like, they lost Jade Williams, who is, you know, maybe the best, you know, I think yeah. the best player that program has ever had. But, um, I mean, there's still pl- there's still several players there who made, you know, who were yeah, all Jules, part of it. Jules Spear and Tamia Jones, and then the senior, Aaliyah Clark, who's moving on, who was the defensive player mm-hmm. of the year in the district, and then another multi-year starter, and Chloe Adame. So they still uh, had plenty of talent, and they showed it. You know, they... Um, didn't repeat as district champions finishing behind Prosper, but they gave Prosper a couple good games, and then, like I said, uh, we're just within a, a bucket or two of getting back to the regional mm-hmm. tournament again. So, and even the softball team, you know, obviously the expectations were through the roof for them yeah, into this year. But, but you look at it now, yeah, you it know, looks it's a, a tough loss in the second round of the team that ends up being the, the state champion. Mm-hmm. So. Um, no, no shame there. And then um, in the individual sports, you had quite a few standouts as yeah, well. Yeah, especially you got to start with uh, Emma Garfield, uh, Arkansas signee in the pool, and she uh, won more medals. She got gold in the breaststroke and set this 5A state record there and also got silver in the 200 IM. She's another one that... Um, well, she should have been at state four years in a row. She made it as a freshman. She actually didn't go as a sophomore because she was doing Olympic qualifying stuff. Wow. So she sat out. <laughs> she did the district meet and then sat out regional mm-hmm. and state from UIL. But she came right back as a junior, won gold and silver, and then repeated both of those medals as a senior. So wow. just a, and she owns, literally, if you go into that aquatic center in the colony there, her name is next to every event literally that she's that she participated in she has the school record in every event so awesome year for her i wonder if like you you don't know which event she does which record she doesn't have or yeah i think there's just like a like a couple that she didn't do that just be morgan gillette has the longer distance freestyle uh, ones i believe like because at that point you're just like i want to complete this i want (laughs) to i want to clean sweep this i'm surprised yeah just like for some throwaway meet like yeah you know coach let me swing the 500 free this time well she might have had that 500 free until maybe morgan gillette took it earlier this year or something but and it's funny too because all the records she have used to be head coach Mm -hmm. shannon peels records and now all her records are Hmm. or it's jennifer peel excuse me i always say shannon (laughs) jennifer peel she used to have all those records and she would always you know send me a little i lost another record to emma (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then um also they didn't get back to state but the colonies uh cross-country teams are Mm. very young and on the rise so they should be teams to look out for next year as well. Yeah, kind of the same accord, the track teams are some of the more impressive ones that I got to cover. Yeah. And I was sort of dipping my toes in 14-5A and 13-5A Frisco schools at those meets. They were always neck yeah. and neck up there for the uh, for the district title. So. And then I guess 
going back to football real quick, yeah. though, because it was, you know, it could have been a real tough season losing standout quarterback Jamel Jones. Very fair, year, yeah. And Mikey Harrington steps in as a sophomore, never played varsity before, and gets the colony back to the playoffs for the fifth year in a row out of a pretty uh, pretty quality district, mm-hmm. as we discussed earlier. So, yeah, that's a look at um, well, four of our markets. So we are, what, we're halfway home. We got three last week, four this week. So, um, yeah, hey, folks, appreciate you for checking out this podcast. We will, again, pick this up next Monday as we touch on three more markets, play some, uh, talk some year interview stuff. Otherwise, um, hey, Brian, Justin, appreciate you for tagging along. We'll continue the podcast later this week on Thursday with another edition of our uh, kind of our question series. We'll pull two more questions and um, just kind of have a bit of an open-ended discussion on that. So make sure you all are around to check that out. Otherwise, this has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media. Y'all enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to y'all later. Thanks again for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast, brought to you by Yield Butcher Shop, a meat market and burger joint based in Plano. It's summertime, folks. The temperatures are going to start heating up, and what a better way to break into that summer heat than to break out the grill and do some barbecuing. Well, guess what? Yield Butcher Shop has you covered. They can help you with everything from catering, grilling, barbecuing, or any special occasion, serving the finest cuts of meat from everyday to exotics. They are located at 811 East 15th Street in Plano, open Tuesday through Saturday, a smoking good time since 1974, Ye Old Butcher Shop. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.